0: All right, we're back. And for the second time, Papa's here. I know this is an exciting, uh, exciting podcast for Kevin. I thoroughly enjoyed the last experience we had with you, S, where we had uh, we were talking about a little bit offline. We had a little bit of everything going. We had uh, a podcast. We had some gambling. But most importantly, we had uh, a full cooking show going on in the background. Yes, we don't absolutely. quite, We don't quite have that level of action going on tonight, but excited to have you nonetheless, dude. What's been going on?
1: You know, not much, not much. My cooking skills are steadily improving. Uh, I got a professional mic set up here because I wanted to give you guys my undivided attention. Been losing a lot of money, specifically golfing, gambling, but yeah, the season's young and I feel optimistic that things are going to turn around.
0: Yep. Now, within that lost money has been uh, a few lost entries in our particular survivor pool. So you told me offline when I asked you if you were coming back in for the last shot here to ask you on the podcast. So I got to do it for the, all the masses.
1: Yeah. You buy it yeah. back I, into
0: this or what? One last chance. I have a few
1: conditions and a few things to say about this. So all right. I had a method for this and I, I do not know much about golf gambling. I don't understand how people do it so well. I'm committed to getting better about it, but I have developed a bit of a strategy and it was working out okay for me until i listened to the surviving golf podcast and i decided since i was coming on in the following week that i needed to understand a little bit about what you guys have been talking about and you threw out a couple of names and i was like you know what i'm i'm going to divert from my strategy and i'm going to go with what you guys recommended and max homa don't don't my put guy. this one on me
0: don't put this one on me <laughs> yeah. you know if you know anything about me here <laughs>
2: <laughs> so who is so who your picks last week? I don't know. I took and- Homa. I was
0: only down to one and you I took
1: Homa. To one. Okay. Okay. I couldn't believe when I got that email. I thought it was a joke. I don't understand how you can be so good at golf and you can miss a cut like that. It the only pleasure I get in that is that it reminds me that even the best in the world can just absolutely suck on any given weekend. And I take a small bit of consolation. And the fact that golf is just a universally miserable sport, no matter how good you get at it.
0: Yep. That's that's correct. I yeah, Kev had Kev had Max to win. I did not have Max in any of my official plays, but it was surprising to see, and I guess like to your point, like everybody that's a pro is obviously exceptional, but they're always like courses that fit with skill sets that should mesh, but it's just so freaking random. Cause if you paired up like the course that they were the courses that they were playing. And what Max does well, like it, it's a perfect fit. I, I was stunned to see him struggle like that. I'm sure the weather had something, a little something to do with that. But even so, like it, it was surprising to see him well outside that top 50 line Yeah, uh, on the end of day two. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. So this
2: first uh, this first month is always very difficult. And I remember this last year, too, is just it, it's incredibly frustrating, like come with these guys coming off the, the break and just not kind of knowing there's a ton of like obviously rumors flying around about injury and people withdrawing and and all the live stuff. And it's just tough to, with such a small sample size this season to keep everything straight. And yeah, it's, it's not been good for me either. So if if that's any consolation, uh, (laughs) my, my guys, my guys also not doing very well. So I I, I need, I need a good stretch here uh, over the course of
1: February and March. Well, I always feel like, like, this is the preseason of the golf season to me. Yeah, you know, it starts this weekend. I've always considered this to be, like, the official start. And it feels like the tournaments get more meaningful. There's more legacy and history behind them. The players start to really settle in. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a crapshoot. But, Kev, you know, you weren't the only one that was really, you know, gunning for Homa last weekend. I, and I felt good about it. But, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Sometimes it's just not your day.
2: No, I, I agree with you uh, on this week as well. I know a lot a number of um, you know, obviously there's a ton of excitement around this tournament and, and people just recognize it and it's a great primer for the Super Bowl and and, and all that. But I know also a ton of like betting and, and sports contests and contests and like best ball and pools are actually starting up this week. Yeah. Um, just because I think there, there's going to be that much. Higher interest. I know the field the field this week, to be quite frank, isn't even all that great. But this is a tournament that that people recognize and and that people get excited for, and it's something a little bit different. So I think there's a little bit more buzz and hype around it. Um, despite last week being a phenomenal field, um, I almost think the ratings this week will, will probably be better just just for the recognition aspect and and people just knowing the
1: tournament and and buying into it. You know, a thousand I like percent. Like you referred to it in the emails, the people's
0: open. That's right. Yes. It is the people's championship and we'll get to like the full tournament preview and S I know you got some like firsthand stories that I can't wait to hear, but I'll just like, I'll give a little like preview. Like, so I was talking about my wife, my wife asked me, what are we talking about tonight? And I was like, Oh, it's like the waste management. And she said, Oh, is that the fun tournament? And I was like, yes, yes, it is the fun tournament. And that's what I think like everybody sort of notices as it's like a real actual like sporting event, like environment. And like I said, we'll get into the full thing, but I know we got, I know we got some football to hit on. I know we got to talk about the Super Bowl a little bit. I would love to get into that. I know I got some lingering thoughts from the end of the playoffs. I got some lingering thoughts going into the going into the Super Bowl. But S, I know you got a lot on your mind. So why don't you lead off? What's what's been bugging you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, what's been bugging me? The, the thing that probably bugged me the most, shifting gears to football here, is why, why that. the
0: Ravens ran the ball six times in a in a game against the worst rush defense in the playoffs?
1: I I don't know. Is that annoying?
0: It's annoying Did to I- me. So
1: at the beginning of the season, I I, now I'm telling everybody this, but I didn't say a word about this all season long. And I didn't say anything about it except to a couple of people on Sunday. But I, at the beginning of the season, put a $50 bet down on the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. Wow. It was going to pay me a thousand bucks.
0: Oh my God. I felt
1: good, especially after watching them with Houston. I mean, if there was a playoff game, I was more nervous about. It was the one coming off of the bye with Lamar not having played for two weeks and going up against this upstart Houston team. And right. they team that. And then, yeah, Eddie, I don't know. I mean, how you go from such an efficient offensive strategy, something creative and effective week in and week out, and then turtle up against the Chiefs, both Monken and Lamar, and then it's- to completely lay an egg.
0: It's, it's unforgivable for me. Like you only have so many chances to win a Super Bowl. You got like relatively comparative to his other seasons, like a weakened chiefs team, like a weakened Patrick Mahomes offense. You're at home, you're rolling. And then like, I know like almost, I hate to put Mahomes and Brady in the same sentence because I don't think they belong there yet. But in the, in the way that teams would find a way to like do something stupid against the Patriots, I feel like every team in this playoff so far has gone out of their way to lose games against the Chiefs. And the Ravens are like no different. I was stunned watching Lamar drop back like 50 times. It felt like, it almost felt like, and this is not like this is me with my tinfoil hat on, like it felt like the Ravens wanted to like crown Lamar as like he's officially like a pocket passer now. He can do it from the pocket. We have this passing offense. We're not a Greg Roman team anymore. And sometimes you just overthink it. And like to see Gus, the bus take his first carry, like in the second quarter, go for like 17 yards and then touch the ball two more times. The entire game yeah. was like I said, just shocking to me.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting that you bring up the Greg Roman situation. Cause I felt for all of those years, like their strategy was okay, Lamar go do something. And, right. This year, right. it very much felt like they had found a rhythm and a strategy that was balanced that didn't depend on Lamar, but leveraged his abilities and yes. his as yeah, a and as a passer. And then they got away from that entirely. And it felt like we were watching a Greg Roman offense again of just Lamar dropping back and trying to make something magical
0: happen without there being an actual strategy in place. And right, here's four verticals, scramble if you want to. And like, if somebody gets open, you can chuck it up. Yeah, And like, I'd be the first one to blame like the officiating or think it was like biased. This was like an entire, like just Ravens slop fest on offense. And it was no, so I mean, disappointing.
1: You don't have to worry about the script writers leveraging the, the, the refs for their, their oh. plot to, to play out. Not, the yet. That Not on yet. You know, the Ravens are a young team. Zay flowers was way too overzealous trying to get that ball yeah. across the the line. Yeah. and, you know, that, that was a huge mistake. Lamar throwing it into triple coverage. You can't be doing that when you're in the prime of your career and you've been in the league as long as he has, they could get back. It wouldn't surprise me if, if they were right back in the AFC championship again next year. I think that they're a really, really solid team and they're young, but Joe Burrow will probably be back.
0: Steelers might actually have some quarterback play this year. Like that. Yep, the Browns are fantastic. Like that division. eats itself. It's tough again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That division alone is, is very tough, but, um, yeah, I mean, you can't put Mahomes and Brady in the same sentence yet, but the way that he has started his career out, it is impressive. And I thought after Brady left, we're never going to see one team dominate in this sport the way that we saw the Patriots do it for 20 years. But I mean, they are looking very formidable and they're playing the way that the Patriots used to play where they
0: kind of are just, yes, I hate to say that
1: yeah Yeah. it it makes me
2: it makes me nervous for this coming week too it's just the whole playoffs i've been against you know betting the other side taking taking whoever's playing the cheese for for those reasons like i am again well yeah i'm gonna have to be again just out of spite and out of pure fandom and and for my heart's sake but um no i agree it's the, the the way that they're playing now with like sort of the more limited talent pool at least in terms of like offense and offensive weapons and and all that um and just finding ways to win and, and yeah, I mean you you can you can credit the refs at times, but I think you said it right, like in the AFC championship, like they they just the Ravens just got beat badly. Um and, and it wasn't disappointing performance. I was on the Ravens. Um I thought they were just gonna come out and, and be the better team, but uh wrong again and now it just has me kind of confused i think i'm going to stick to uh not to, not to tease this too early but i think i'm going to stick to sj's prop pool in terms of betting uh mm. for, for <laughs> this week because i'm afraid to take a side to be honest
1: <laughs> well that was what i was going to get to about the rebuy for the survivor league is as long as you two are doing the props pool i will be back for at least one more well the final go round. and eddie I, I had to ask you how many players are even left in surviving golf
0: that's a really good question uh i I'll eyeball it right here. I want to say I bo- probably. I believe it's
1: about it's like between fifteen,
0: fourteen, that, like yeah. yeah like I think it's area.
1: around fifteen, 15-ish. Yeah, yeah. We're not. We're not even going to make it to the Masters at this rate. It does. <laughs> it's been. It's been
0: bloody. It's been bloody. The uh. Yeah. We, we've we've touched on it already, but I think the uh the top fifty has been unnecessarily punishing and like un unforgiving. Uh, probably should have stuck to the cut. Uh, I've I've already committed to your prop spool. I have. I have a lot of thoughts on on what you've selected, and I actually feel like I'm going to hit all of these. Uh, There, are, <laughs> well, let me tell you this: there are a few that I'm like these are stone cold locks. Really? Okay. Let yeah. me hear it. Yeah. So the Taylor Swift number at five and a half yeah. is you could put your mortgage on that one. Like that is that is crazy.
1: The line, um, the official. Sorry, right, let's back up and actually talk about what the price Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. yeah. All right. So, yeah, this is a sharps covered joint, and. I was talking to a couple of buddies and they were like, you, you know, you should do a props pool. I've never heard of anything actually like this. I don't know if you guys have.
0: Heard of heard of prop bets and bet them just on their own, but nothing like nothing in a group competition like this.
1: Yeah, I kind of like it as just, you know, in the spirit of it being a pool, there's mm. 15 prop bets that we've selected, and we're basically given a point for everyone you pick correctly. And with a tiebreaker of the final combined score, we dole out the money based on however well everybody finishes pretty basic pool format but i was talking to one of my friends who's a big niners fan and he was like i i want to do it but i can't be picking out outcomes of the game itself i've got too much already yep. leveraged on the game so i thought you know what we're gonna do all non-competitive props yep So taylor swift coin toss gator yep. bath and a couple that are on the books i mean you can find a lot of these things now on the books and the taylor swift one Look, I know a guy who got it at
0: thirteen and took the over. Oh my god! If it if it were twenty, I would take the over. So right. when I saw five and a half, I was like, "All right, well, I can chalk that one up." Well, like that's I, just happening.
1: Vegas has it at four and a half right now. That's so insane. It,
0: that's absolutely insane. <laughs> Go don't get make, it! Don't make me reload this account and ruin it all for you guys. Uh, but
2: well, you I like that, I like that strategy though, S. I think I like, uh, and I think that's going to kind of. I've been kind of spreading it around to some people as well. I think that's going to kind of lend people that maybe if they don't watch football necessarily, or don't like to bet on football, you know, like the sort of more exotic plays that, that people can relate to. I think, I think people will be uh, more apt to buy in. So I I like that.
0: Yeah. I would say if you're listening to this now, sharps, cover prop pool. uh, I know I have my significant other going into it. I know a lot of people that are coming over my house, like aren't big football fans and this is what they like. Like when I'm talking about like Ati's get togethers, like, Oh my God! I bet on this, this, and this. They're like, what about like the national anthem? What about like the Gatorade color? And that's what you yeah, got there. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. There are some
0: few. There are a few here that I didn't see on on a real book, and I was surprised. One in particular, which surprise guest will appear with Usher during the halftime show? Yeah. There's one guest there that should have been on there that I've been reading stuff about, and it unfortunately falls under the field. But where's the beebs? That's the guarantee for me. That's the field, baby. That's yep. the field. There's a there's a few. That's... So I did a
1: little bit of research, you know, um, same with the first commercial after kickoff. Yep. There's a, We know who the brands are. You yep. know who the list is going to be. And I selectively excluded a few people and let yep. you take the field for exactly that reason. You know, you'd be surprised how different the submissions so far have been. I'm actually very. I believe it. Yeah. I mean, people are all over the map with that. But I mean, there's a lot of directions it could go. There could be no one. There could be a baby. You never know.
0: Yep. Yep. I saw the baby.
2: Will Travis Kelsey cry? And will there be tears (laughs) shed?
0: That might be my favorite one. I I also (laughs) love the uh, I love the fine print in that too. Like we need we need real tears or tears being wiped. We don't take we don't take. uh, What's it? What you say? Misty eyes don't count. That's
1: right. (laughs) No, I I also. I like the uh, what kind of squadron it will be in the flyover.
0: Yes, I you. Uh, so I while I was filling this out, first of all, I was laughing to myself as I'm looking at all the commercial ones, and I'm like, I know all these commercials. Like I want, like I'm trying to think back to, oh god, when I watch football, like what comes on first? And then you had me like googling all these different fighter jet models to be like, what do they look like when they come through the game? Yeah. This was this was really 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 fun, and I would encourage, like I said, this is a non. Uh, a non-serious, non-side, non-football thing, and it's great if you need a reason to get your wife, your girlfriend, spouse, whatever, your friends who aren't football fans into the game. This is it. It hits. It hits every part of the game. It's all all in good fun. And like I said, some of these were actually cracking me up as I was filling them out.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a it's a twenty dollars entry fee. Uh, the pot's already up over two hundred and fifty dollars, so you know you're getting a decent return there if you hit it. And you just have to go to Sharps Cover Football sub substack.com and you can register through that link.
0: Yep, yeah, sweet. Would highly highly encourage it and Sharp's Cover is a great uh partner and supporter of Surviving Golf and the Surviving Golf newsletter, so we love to uh we love to cross promote, but like I said, I can personally vouch for this one. This was uh this was legitimately fun to fill out. So make sure you check can that out.
2: You get a uh, a link to the sign up Ed in the newsletter. 100%. 100%.
0: Appreciate
2: that.
0: 100%. No doubt, but uh so thoughts on the game very briefly Super Bowl you got a lean yet have you thought about the game obviously I mean speaking for Kevin I think we're both hearts hearts on the Niners I have I have frustrated money on the Niners that I placed as soon as uh as soon as the Niners won the game against the Lions I I loaded up on the Niners hoping that the line would move it hasn't um as the week has gone on and more and more I'm I'm confident in myself messing that pick up but I sort of need this to happen with all of me. So I'm just hoping against hope.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I did hedge out on uh, the AFC championship game. So
2: I was going to ask you if you did or not. Yeah,
1: no, I had to. I had to. So I I took some money. And the only decent return I I was looking at really was, you know, Chiefs to win it all, which was at plus 470 when I put it down. So, you know, as much as I'd hate to see like another dynasty emerge, how do you... How do you bet against Patrick Mahomes as an underdog in this one? So, you know, I wouldn't be upset if the Niners won at all. But I just think that I'm on the Chiefs. I'm on the Chiefs for this one. And, uh, yeah, you can hate me for it, but I just – I had to. I had to hedge on it, and then I didn't want – Now, I will say this. This is my number one rule about the Super Bowl, and it's a tricky game to be betting on. But my number one rule about this, because I've been burned many times doing the same exact thing, is don't bet a narrative. Don't mm. go putting in, yeah. you know. I think Mahomes is going to go three hundred yards plus, and I think that the Chiefs are going to win, and I think that's going to go over. And you put all those bets down because one thing goes wrong. Yep, the nineteen Super Bowl, the rematch of this Super Bowl. I had Jimmy Garoppolo getting over three hundred yards. I had the Niners winning. I had him as the MVP. Or
0: oh man, and all that- of that looked good for three and a half quarters.
1: And you remember that fourth quarter bomb that he threw? Uh, I do, sure he- do. I forget who he was throwing to. Debo, it was it Debo. Debo? Yeah. Yep. When that didn't that catch cost me, I don't know, all my money. <laughs> and and I I really and I didn't learn my lesson then because I don't learn lessons the first time very often. But I would say for anybody who's out there who's thinking about putting some actual money on actual gameplay, it's one game you got to spread it around a little bit. So even yep. though I've got the money on the Niners, I'm in mean, on the Chiefs. I've got. Some hedges down on the Niners in places where I, you know, get the return, wouldn't yeah. be upset about it, MVP, that type of thing. I also, for what's worth, I do think it's gonna go over, you know, 47 and a half.
0: Yeah, feels low. Feels low. I just
1: think the Niners, you know, they're I don't they're they're linebacking DB, like when they're in pass coverage, they're a different type of team. And I don't think that their defensive line is actually that good.
0: It's a lot of Young. names. Chase Young yeah. for me is like the biggest name. With like, if you did like the name production ratio, it's like so off. Yeah. And there were some. I know like Twitter clips are like tough. Like in the context of a game, but there are some clips in that game where his effort is like, let's just say, questionable at best. He always, he always so is off. It was but. that was brutal to see. Like a couple where he's like jogging after a dude is about to score. Yeah, it's tough to see.
1: Yeah. 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 So,
2: I think, uh, what, uh, SJ, what you led, led with too, also, I heard this week. I think I was watching, um, Rosillo's show. I think he had, um, McShea on maybe or something, but they were, they were just talking about, well, first of all, they ranked, um, position by position, right? So they would go like D line versus D line, who they thought had the favorite, you know, offensive line, secondary, whatever it was. And the, the consensus, obviously, is that the 49ers are the better team. But then they went, they touched on Mahomes's like, um, record as an underdog throughout his career in the playoffs um, Been pretty not only co- not good. only covering the spread but also winning outright is is absolutely staggering the numbers i don't remember exactly what they are but um he, he has a very good record um
1: well i'll share something that i heard on the action network and that is that in the last 20 super bowls the winning team has covered i think something like 70 percent of that's about right yeah that's about so- right
0: but so, with that said, like the context in this, I would say in the Super Bowl, you're rarely getting six and a half point, even like a four right. and a half point spread. So usually, if you're win, you only have to cover a very small spread. Fair, that's fair. Um,
1: yeah, and you're right. There hasn't been a a very big spread since I think it's been like ten or eleven years since there was a significant underdog. I think it was no. probably you know it wouldn't surprise me if the last one was the 07 Super Bowl with the Patriots and the Giants when that undefeated team was going in because yeah. they were they were the eight seed in that that. No. Um, that never-
0: was thir- 13 and a half, if I remember correctly, like that game that might even been a 14 and a half, but I, I know it was multiple touchdowns. And that obviously is not. Yeah, it did not did not work out. <laughs> not how it turned out. Not how it turned out at all. <laughs> um, I'll tell I'll tell you this. I like uh, I like in terms of like narrative and again, like tinfoil hat coming on. I sort of like that the Niners have just straight been calling out like a lot of the a lot of the things that the Chiefs get already. Like there's already been a lot of buzz about the practice field and how the Niners are practicing on mud basically and the Chiefs are indoors in the air conditioning. I don't know like field firmness, but what I read was there's like a field firmness rating and like the standard is 78 and the minimum is 70 in terms of what's like safe to practice on. And the Niners field was like a 51. Uh, the Shanahan just came out and sort of like, sort of like dismissed that, but you're reading all these sources that they're pissed about the field. I know, uh, Nick Bosa, when he was asked about what he sees in the offensive line, he was like, yeah, they hold all the time. And like, they're sort of leaning like, to like that stuff like already.
1: This sounds like loser talk.
0: I see. I sort of <laughs> like that. Like, I like it. I like it being pointed out. So now like the refs have an eye on it, whether they want to or not, like there is some sort of awareness to like that. Because the Chiefs do get away with a lot, in my opinion. I hope, like I said, I, it's tough for me to pick. Well, I already did, but it was tough for me to pick Brock Purdy against Patrick Mahomes. But like for me, the like the the overall talent level is just so significant, and where the Chiefs actually sort of stink, I think, is like in the middle of the field with those linebackers, especially with their injuries, and that's where the Niners sort of feast. I hope that Kyle Shanahan is like the first quarterback or the first coach in these playoffs to not like just go totally brain dead during the game. And like, is not going to drop back 50 times. Like, I just think you can run on that team. You can attack the middle of the field and that's what the Niners do well. But again, like do I think they, the Niners have much of a chance of stopping Mahomes? Like I, I just don't, but you hope for like, you hope for a strip sack, you hope for a tip pass, you hope some sort of confusion there. Um, but I don't know. It's it's a, it's a pick not made with a lot of confidence and made entirely with my heart and not with my head.
1: See how it goes. You know. Yeah. I, I will say that watch Chris Jones because...
0: He's the he, best. He's the best. He's
1: the best against the pass, but he has been horrible this year against well, the run. Well,
0: nobody's decided to run the ball against him except for the Bills. And when they're like the one team that it's like, well, no, no, you guys actually shouldn't run the ball because you have Josh Allen. So you guys shouldn't, but they're a team that's like, oh, you can run against the, you can run against the Chiefs. So let's keep Josh Allen, not heating up. And then, you know, when we'll actually need him, there won't be any sort of chemistry at all. Let's ride James cook instead of Josh Allen and something. We didn't touch on that game at all, but like, when they ran that DeMar Hamlin fake on 4th down, oh, it reminded me so much of like when the Colts ran that fake punt yes, against the Patriots. Yes. I was just like, only dumb teams do this when they think they need something like extra. Like, dude, if you want to go for it on 4th and 3, you have Josh Allen. Just don't over just just go for it. Like, what what are you doing right now?
1: Well, okay. We could do an entire podcast just on this Bills team, their season that legion of fans, which I have now called, they're the new, they're the new Red Sox fans in all of sports. I don't think that there is a more cursed American franchise than the bills. And I, this is going to be one of the things that I actually will write about in sharps cover. But what I've heard about that play was that DeMar Hamlin knew that they had only 10 men on the field and called an audible and called his own number on it, which is a little bit more understandable and (laughs) forgivable, but you know where yeah, that we've seen
2: guys. we've seen calling your old numbers in some of the uh Warwick Neck flag football
0: games oh and, uh, my God. it doesn't work really? out yeah. super well yeah. rarely does <laughs> it work out <laughs> yeah i i personally would like would like Josh Allen against 11 guys than i would DeMar Hamlin against less than one like one less gunner on the field or whatever the situation was i just <laughs> that was that was when I knew like it was just not happening. Like when you start doing stuff like that, it's like, oh man, it's just, all it's right. not going to, not going to do it for you.
1: There's uh, Sean McDermott. I just don't really that's a, understand. A us, Belichick
0: but... team. That's a Belichick. If they were smart, that's a Bill Belichick team right there.
1: I, there's going to be a lot of interesting coaching opportunities next year. I think Ben Johnson, first of all, Detroit fans, congratulations. You just got yourself another berth at the Super Bowl because the fact that he wants to come back. Not only is it incredible for your offensive continuity, and obviously you can make an argument that the Lions had the best, most creative, effective offense in the league last year, but it speaks volumes to what they are building out there. In yeah, terms of-
0: culture, man.
1: And Dan Campbell. And so I was a lot, I became a lot more bullish, not just on the Lions next year with Ben Johnson, but even after he goes. I can't imagine him staying past next
0: year. You would you would think not. At some point I, you have to strike while the iron's hot, you would think.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I just see that franchise now is a lot more solid because he has that willingness to want to come back one more year when he could have had any of these jobs and certainly the Seattle or the Washington one. But I'll just say that, you know, you look at who's going to be coming up for a head coaching position next year, and it's very likely you're going to see the Cowboys, you're going to see the Jets, you're yeah. going to see you know you're gonna you could possibly be seeing the bills. So there's a lot of really int- the Bears probably will be yep. looking for head coach. Yep. So that's a, look the Bears, the Jets, and the, the Cowboys. Those are some great franchises. Yep. That you
0: can- Eagles like yeah. there yeah yeah Eagles are
1: another one. Yep exactly. So
0: and you got Belichick and Vrabel and like you said Ben Johnson's another one. But Belichick, I mean, this is like not, not I don't want to go into like this a ton, but like Belichick and Vrabel both getting locked out this year was stunning to me. And the likes of yeah, Dan Quinn of and Raheem Morris. Already. Like, what what are you doing? No more
1: grumpy coaches. We want happy coaches. We want that's right. reinforcement. That's the that's look right. it's a copycat league. And yep. there are only a few Patrick Mahomes out there or Christian McCaffrey's. And if you don't have one of them, you know, you are highly dependent on trying to build a model. That is a blend of great coaching, great drafting, great luck in staying healthy and creativity. And there's very much a feeling that you want a team atmosphere at every level of the organization and the, give it all the power to just one guy. It's, it's very hit or miss. It's very hit or miss. And so we'll see what happens. I'm sure both of those guys will be employed next year, but yeah, you know, if you're a young coach, if you're an offensive coach, and if you get along with people and you're willing to not be the GM, you've got a very bright future in the
0: NFL. Yep. Yep. It'll be interesting for sure. But all right. So we got, we got two Niners. We got one chiefs. I got, I got no lingering thoughts on football unless I miss something there. Should we move on to what we do best here? I'm ready. All right, cool. Cool. Yep. All right. I don't, I don't have a ton to say about Pebble beach. Uh, I have actually more to say about the live Mayakoba event event uh, from this past weekend, but Touching on Pebble Beach, we got an abbreviated 54-hole tournament, uh, unplayable with the weather on Sunday and Monday, so they just canceled it. Wyndham Clark takes home the championship. Uh, was really looking forward to guys like JT trying to chase him down on Sunday or Monday, like in the conditions, but not to be. Pretty good way to make $8 million and take Sunday off if you're Wyndham Clark. Not a bad, not a bad payday for him. Uh, my only question for you, Kev, SJ, horse uh, record 60 on Saturday. How do you feel about that being the course record with lift clean in place in play? That was the big, big debate coming out of yeah, that corner. I think, I think and as for, the, for the non-golfers, that's, uh, that's when you're in the fairway, you're allowed to pick t- your ball up, you're allowed to place it perfectly, you're allowed to clean it because it's so wet. And um, I mean, if you watched any of the tournament, like pretty much every shot that hit the ground was getting embedded in the ground, so they were allowed to take it up. But again, that sort of gives you uh, no opportunity to get a bad lie, like no opportunity to get like a super buried lie. So there was some like some debate as to what the legitimacy of that course record was, even though it was impressive. Nonetheless, 60 wow. with a bogey, too, which is impressive. Yeah.
1: I appreciate oh. your explanation. I, I do know what <laughs> the place is, but I did not watch the tournament very much. So good podcast hosting. But just let's correct the record. Yeah. yeah. All right. My all bad. Course, My bad. Not an uninformed one. No, no, no. No need to apologize. Like I said, it's good podcast. Host. You're doing it for the people. I'm happy to be the That's... voice of the people.
2: I'm that's honestly for the, that's for the people, and this is the people's yeah, open. This coming, I, I was upset week.
0: about <laughs> hearing the Chiefs pick, so it just got a little snippy there for a second. I, I apologize.
2: Let's everybody cool down. let <laughs> uh, No, yeah, I think I. I don't want to take anything away from Wyndham and and his uh, his round. Um, I don't. I, I think he is deserving okay i think i think he deserves to have the course record based on like you know the guy just went out and played under the rules that you know it's not his fault they're playing lift clean in place um i'm not as impressed with it as i would be um in other tournaments but um i i'm just gonna go out and say right now i don't think he was gonna win that tournament at all me Uh, either if they had played four rounds i mean he he made i saw a stat online he made a I think, over 150 feet of putts in nine holes. His first his nine holes on Saturday, His yeah. first nine holes, yeah, which is staggering. It's something like 16, right. 17 feet-ish per hole uh, average putt made, um, which is unreal. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think it would have been super fun to to watch them battle it out on Sunday. I don't, don't think they handled it super well. like They, they knew how bad the weather was going to be. I guess maybe they yeah. were holding out and hoping for – like a, a crazy Sunday finish if they could possibly get out there and, and it just wasn't going to get better on Monday. So I wish they'd kind of found a way to, to get it done. Like 36 maybe, on Saturday 36, or yeah, something. It would have been 30, 36 on Saturday. Yeah. But um you know, didn't get it done. Congrats on the win. Like you said, huge payday obviously uh, saw a lot of people like talking about, I wish I had been smart enough to do this, but like betting Wyndham towards the end of round three, kind of looking forward and seeing uh, that the, the round wasn't going to continue. And apparently, like if you got the bet in just before round three concluded, it mostly got paid by most sports books. And if I, if you waited until that night when round three was over, then they they mostly didn't pay you out. But yeah, um, I, smart I to, know smart that to think of that.
0: I, I thought of it the other way, unfortunately. I yeah. I placed two bets to win at the end of round three, right before the round ended, on Ludwig and on JT, yeah. hoping that if, if the tournament stopped, I would just get that money back, and if the tournament prevailed, I liked their chances to chase him down. Yeah, yeah. Took two L's on those, which well, was like, that was brutal to see, but... Uh, not even like a voided bet. I, I didn't yes, think about that. It wasn't they, they just took, high sticks. So I wasn't just super took upset money. about <laughs> it. I guess. So I, I chatted with customer service because I was mad about like my $15 and they were like, well, it's a live bet to win and the tournament's over. So that's what, that's how we graded it. But they, they outsmarted me there.
1: Oh man. You know, you want a good podcast guest. I would love to get somebody from one of these customer service departments at these gambling companies. And the emails that they must get, the phone calls. that those Should would be incredible?
0: <laughs> Just. If, if I feel foolish arguing about $15, I can't imagine what they see. It was like literally like $7.50 on two people. But I was like, I'm struggling here, man. Can I get that back to, to reinvest? It's like, nope. Niners. Needed on the Niners. Yep, that's right. That's right. It's the only one I have right now. Just um, to go back, though, I think the,
1: the record is complete bullshit. All right. Place is I'm with you. I'm with you there
0: but for the record. Advantage.
1: Yeah, I I guess the fact that you have to play in the rain, I mean there's look, you, there's elements to consider, but being able to even just adjusting your lie a little bit can make a huge difference in how you're striking it. So again, I'm not a good golfer and I don't know much about PGA legacy and and honor and decorum and tradition, but to me that just seems bogus.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. It do- it doesn't eliminate it entirely, but it definitely cheapens yeah. it a little bit. I think it's like a 60 with like an asterisk next to it, it's sort of like making a hole in one on like a par three course. Like you get, you made a hole in one for sure. But when you're telling the story, you got to tell it with a little bit of context, just so everybody knows.
1: And yeah, that would completely negate it, right? Getting a hole in one on a par three course would suck. It counts. It
0: counts. But you have to say, right. I think, yeah. You have to say. I think you say, can tell.
2: You can tell
1: people yeah. that you got a hole in one, but this is what happened. Yeah. You you
0: can't, you can't tell them without saying that it's on a par three course. You can't leave that out. That's
1: a terrible thing. Yeah. Eddie, but I am a, uh, I am not an avid golf watcher. So tell me about this live drama.
0: Yeah. I so I really liked it. I really liked it. They were in Moyacoba. It was, uh, it was a great finish and, and, you know, like the broadcast is always going to be, it's in Mexico. Mexico. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it, it was a great great event. The broadcast is still a little clunky for me. Like I, I sort of like they do like the F one. Yeah, that's a good question. It was on that's that is the, the ultimate question. The question. Yeah, uh, it was on CW network <laughs> Saturday and Sunday, but on Friday it was only on YouTube and only on the CW app. So it's it is tough to follow. And I know at one point I was on the YouTube app and it was like fifteen thousand people concurrently watching, and that's just not a very big number at all for a tournament. Now, and that's with that's
1: terrible in the age of streaming. It's, and press. it's
0: incredibly bad. And like I was watching on YouTube Sunday and this was sort of like the greater point I was going to make, but at some point on Sunday I was watching and you had John Rahm, Ken Smith, Brooks Kepka, Sergio Garcia, Dustin Johnson, all within three shots of the lead uh, and Joaquin Neiman coming off of 59, who's also like a pretty good player in his own right. And it peaked out at like 40,000 people watching. So that's a problem. (laughs) You can get like the best possible scenario is like every single big name that you have in that organization, all playing at once and you're not cracking a hundred thousand on YouTube. It's kind of rough. Um, but again, like we, we've talked about this extensively, but live, I don't think is a product that's yet being geared to like the American audience. Like I definitely still think it's like a worldwide, uh, product and they're a little more concerned about the international audience, but good golf, like frankly, pretty good golf. Like Joaquin Neiman wins, uh, Tough for me to believe he's not one of the best 65 players in the world that's going to get an invite to these majors. He actually won the event and dropped 10 spots in the world ranking, which was uh, pretty wild. That, that's a whole other discussion in and of itself. But if you can get past sort of the clunky team element and the clunky graphics, and for some reason, like they have unlimited money but can't find a way to get their commentators from outside of the speakers playing the music. It feels like they're literally inside the speakers playing like the music. Yeah. Um, it, it'd be awesome. But that was very annoying. I know that's already been said by a lot of people. But when you turned into that broadcast, the music was like louder or as loud as the commentary. And it, it feels hard to believe you couldn't somehow yeah. like block that out. It would have made it so for a way more enjoyable experiences. So,
2: yeah. 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 And you I mean, you alluded to it already. But yeah, if you if you turn, if you tuned in like. On um, either of the two days leading up, they only play three rounds and live, but if you tuned in on Friday or Saturday, the music, as Ed said, was like absolutely bumping. It was, it was over the con- – you cannot understand what the commentators were saying because it was so loud. If you turned in like down the stretch on Sunday, they, they turned it off. And I have to wonder if, if that, like John Rom, just coming down the stretch, was just like you, you know, you get need this the this fu- shit, yeah, turn this yeah. shit off right now. Well, so they're playing the music uh, on the course. Yeah. yeah, they play it on the course. Yeah, yeah there's a
0: couple <laughs> holes they have as like the they have like the uh, concession <laughs> tent and like the party tent. We've been to an event in person, and I can tell you, like when you're in that exact one hole, it's like a factor. And everywhere else on the course, you can't really hear it. But yeah. for some reason, like the commentators must have been in that room or right next door. Because it's like it, it made it feel yeah. like the entire course was a concert. And it's just not like that.
2: But, but to this point, like the view—the viewing experience on, on TV or on YouTube is actually really good. Like they show a ton of golf shots. Yes. And, and I, I think it, mostly it's because they don't have – obviously they have unlimited funding and don't show – commercials right so the the major downside if you watch any pga tour event is you are just like inundated with commercial after commercial after commercial right and one shot two shots commercial doesn't have to worry about that so they right so they just show they just show golf shots but i i just worry like you know obviously at a certain point they're you know however far down the road this goes whatever but they, they're going to be like okay now we need to make money on this like what's the product going to look like when okay all of a sudden they start showing commercials um and and to ed to ed's point also the the like viewing experience is like super like high tech i would say like they have a ton of stuff on the screen it's almost like overstimulation like and partially i think it's just not being used to it but they have some cool stuff and they've like gotten rid of stuff and trying some new things so i I think they're like trying to find their their like niche sort of but um for right now it's just it it seems like a lot like that it's kind of hard to follow and and you're just kind of trying to get used to like the information that's being shown
1: Well, it's a new sport or a new broadcast, and they're still getting their legs under them. And it seems like they have spent a lot of money where they feel like they need to spend it, and they're getting tech-focused with all the different graphics. And so there's some good ideas in there, but it also seems like they haven't figured out their audio production game yet, and they're still working the kinks out of some of the formatting but they're trying new things, right? It is kind of yeah. cool that they're playing music yeah. on the. Course. It yeah. is kind of cool that they've got these teams, and honestly, you know, for all the backlash that they got, and I get, you know, the green or the sports washing backlash around it, and and just what it's doing to the game, in terms of being able to keep all these players together, but it's also pushing the envelope and it's trying some things, yeah. and it's this interesting way of building out an experimental league. What are the details of this merger with the PGA? Cuz I remember that was like a year ago.
0: Yeah, beats yeah. beats all of us. Nobody really knows yet still. There's been a there's that there was that framework agreement as they called it and and that was sort of uh, you know, a big a big moment in golf. Um and then there was a deadline to get that done. That deadline got extended again. Uh, PGA has partnered with like private equity in America, like the Fenway sports group group with a, with a few other people. Um, so they have like American money, but they're still negotiating with the Saudi like PIF for the, um, you know, for the final, I guess, merger, which I think everybody's hope is brings everybody together for, uh, at least the key events, because like, it was awesome to see like John Rahm chasing somebody down. I haven't seen him in months. It was great to watch him play. I know everybody would like to see him back, like in PGA yeah. tournaments. And that'd be best for the product too. So,
2: yeah. Uh, did yeah. you did you see the post round his his interview right after eighteen?
0: I did. Yeah.
2: So it was. I, I you know they, they're they're obviously pushing the team thing hard, and so John Rahm's um, team debut. All it was it was his debut and live, but also his team's debut as a brand new team, um, and his team won this tournament. So uh if you didn't watch he he comes down 18 hits the ball in the hazard for the first time all the entire tournament and basically just cho- kind of chokes his chances away at, at winning the tournament. Um he was tied for the lead coming down the last hole. And they put a mic right in his face like right off that 18th green and you know he's he's obviously very upset and and, and they kind of lead with the question of like you know uh you you obviously didn't. This wasn't the finish you were hoping for, but but like your team won, and and he it was like almost like he forgot that there was even like a team aspect to it. But he had to like you know you can see like the wheels turning in his brain, and he's like, like oh, he's yeah, like, oh remember, yeah, remember remember this. I yeah, gotta pump this up. Like all right, yeah, oh yeah, like super happy for those guys. Uh, obviously not the finish I wanted. and He's just like clearly very disappointed, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know that's just not the type of guy that he is. Obviously, so like well, it's not the sport think...
1: golf is either. You don't think of <laughs> right. teams like that. I mean, I guess in college and high school you have a little bit more of that, but these pros, I mean, I feel like it's probably pretty cutthroat. Especially for like a guy like him who's
2: been like just going out there trying to just kick people's teeth yeah. in for like the past decade, yeah. you know, decade or whatever it is. Like... And I think
0: he actually said something like, you know, like usually I need like five minutes to like calm down after something like that, but you know, I'm like super proud of my team. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, still figuring out the broadcasting techniques. That we'll see. I'm sure they'll get there. They've got enough money, it seems, that they can just keep on spending until uh, they figure it out. So this acquisition with the Strategic Sports Group that the PGA went through a couple weeks ago, PGA is a nonprofit, aren't they?
0: Not anymore. Is yeah. It that used to be. that
1: that transaction changed that, or was it already? I think they- so.
0: I, I think that the the merger with the Saudis or the pr- pr- the proposed merger. Was to make the PGA a for-profit organization. I don't know if that's finalized now, but I know like that's the key component of the of the talks with the Saudi group is that it okay. becomes a for-profit thing. And I I know that the the American investment is a for-profit investment. Like it's not a, a donation. Like there's definitely yeah. a for-profit um portion. They're buying that. it to make
1: money. Yeah, I I would. Well, I'll say two things about that.
0: I think that. Whenever you get a chance to partner with John Henry, you sh- you should not. Would be my my two cents. But
1: don't even get me started. Another yeah. podcast topic. Maybe maybe when Papa returns for the third time, we can. Get That's into right. That. But Papa's <laughs> Trinity. I think I think that the NCAA could learn some things about what's happening uh, with golf and the way that it's evolving. And I would also say that if there's this much money behind it now, and it is becoming a for-profit thing if I'm thinking about this collectively between the PGA and live, I've got two equally split products in terms of the quality. And one of them is already licensed on all of these traditional broadcasting networks and deals. And this other one, not even out there and YouTube's broadcasting it. So I wouldn't shock me if live started becoming professionally available on YouTube TV and, you know, they just got the NFL. And so I think that you would have a lot of, in-house brain trust power to be able to amp up the production quality, and then the licensing fees that you're going to be able to charge from that, and you still have the PGA product on the other side of it, and then you start bringing them across with each other, that could start making a lot of money. And, you know, I was, so as a bit of background, people who don't know, I work at a large media company and my job is to research trends and write reports about them. And the licensing fees that the NFL gets compared to any other league, it's ten billion dollars a year for the NFL. The NBA is next, and they're at like two and a half. That and feels right. Feels right. No, I, I would say a five x increase over your second largest sport product competitor. Well, I feel like
0: the the NFL just in like regular season games has like the one through thirty like highest rated TV shows. Right, ninety five. That's <laughs> yeah. That's I mean that feels right. Like the NBA just doesn't draw like that right now.
1: It doesn't, but I still feel like it is, look, there's room to catch up, I think. And also, I think the, I think that this is a hot take. I think the NFL's media rights right now are overvalued. I think that you're seeing it because it dominates so much of linear television. It's the only type of linear television content in terms of commercials that is going to be more expensive next year and that you still see high demand for. Everything else is getting pulled out, but look on the other side of it. And you've got streaming and you've got a much more competitive field of programming that you're going to compete against when you're being only available through that digital channel. Sports in general, I think, can close the gap because the NFL's value actually, I think, will come down a little bit. But if I was betting on one team, if I could buy stock in one type of sport that could really see an acceleration based on where they are right now, I think it's golf. Yeah. And well,
2: it, and I think, I think the NFL just has, so obviously their product is great and, and they, they have the, the, the league and, and so much draw to, to their product, but they also have the advantage of like consistent week to week time slot, right? Like you just, everybody knows like 1 PM to, oh, yeah. you know, 11 PM is NFL time, right? On yeah. Sundays and golf kind of has that, right? Does, Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares really, it's, you know, very much, but like they have a consistent like network TV. We're going to show our Sunday round at this time. And so I think if you can bring a little bit of hype and like get, like you said, a, some kind of TV deal with these, like obviously Liv has the star power now pretty much, you would yeah. have to say. So like if they can combine that and and just get something that people are excited about at it in, in a consistent time slot on a consistent network where people can find it, um, I think golf can start
1: to sort of pick up a little bit of steam. And and the gambling is no small part of that either. You know, this yeah. is a fun sport to get it's hard as hell, but yeah, it's nope. fun.
0: And when you hit Stop it by shot, hole by hole too. like, there's opportunities to do that.
1: We used to do this props bet thing in the masters and it's a great tradition. You basically, we would just get around a bunch of guys. We'd watch the masters. We'd have, you know, 20 singles in our hands and you just lay like dollar bets down on. Okay. Yep. I'm, I'm saying he makes this putt, you know, he's got a 15 yep. footer. Yep. Uh, you know, I'll never forget this. What year was the year? So my buddy, Brian, uh, wherever you are, buddy hope you're uh, enjoying yourself and you're well, but we're watching the masters We're playing this and Spieth is on that hole. He's like, well, I bet you he dunks it. And we're like, you're on. And so we all put it in. He dunks it. And then he goes, I bet you he dunks it again. And we're like, fuck yeah. He's like 10 to one. Yeah. All right. Fine. (laughs) He was winning. Right. Yeah. 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 Wow. I don't think I've ever seen a man celebrate winning a bet more enthusiastically than he might be
2: the cause for Jordan speed's career downfall.
0: Right. Absolutely. The (laughs) turning point, Brian anonymous. (laughs) This is a, that's a perfect transition. Not to, uh, not to force us into this week's tournament, but we've been going and we need to get into this event and SJ. I know you got personal knowledge of this. This is probably the most gambled on non-major, I would say tournament on the PGA. It's the most fun event the TPC Scottsdale Waste Management Classic, the People's Open. Uh, one of my favorite tournaments of the year, and I'll just say like, the environment is one thing, but for me, the the closing stretch of this tournament, 15 to 18, is the most fun for, for any tournament that I can think of non-major, uh, starting with the 15, uh, long par five that everybody gets two and two, but has an island green. 16 is obviously the stadium par three with the crazy crowd. 17 is w- probably one of my favorite holes period of the entire year, drivable par four with water in the back. Uh, and then 18 is a waterline par four, but makes makes any sort of lead gettable and any sort of lead like give awayable. I know that's not a term, but you can see some pretty big swings down the stretch and it makes for some action coupled with the, the drunkest, the rowdiest, the youngest, like the real sportsiest crowd of the year so like overall fun factor, play factor. I wish this was like a, a star-studded field. It certainly should be. Not elevating this event and putting it between two elevated events is certainly uh, a choice that could have been made and was made. I don't know why it's not like featured because it is so like it. it it's got crossover like common man appeal. I feel like. And SJ, you've been, am I underselling the crowd at all when I say it's the loudest, it's the drunkest, it's the youngest, it's not a stone's throw from Arizona State, which I'd say is not exactly your like academic uh, hub of the world, Um, but it makes it for what is truly like a unique experience on the tour.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I've had the pleasure of both being there for the People's Open and also playing it the week before the People's Open and
2: you played play the the course TPC yeah, kind of
1: Scottsdale yeah and it they had the bird's nest set up i mean obviously there's no one in it but it's a cool course so, to play. yeah it's a, yeah, it's a really cool course to play and so i i highly recommend that and yeah you know getting there is an experience and i've never been to any other golf tournament but wow. place management open yeah but what time what time did you arrive not all like so, that man yeah, yeah no, tell, I, tell
2: tell us the whole story
1: Okay, so I was out there in 2019 for my buddy Nick's bachelor party, and it was an awesome time. We got there probably at four in the morning, I want to say. So you get there, and there's this big bridge that they gather everybody underneath. And then there's a gate that they have put across the underneath of the overpass. And then out there is the course. And this bridge, you know, it's not, it's not an, it's a pedestrian bridge, but it's probably 50 yards across. And it was packed 20 deep with people by the time we got there. And there was another 20 rows of people behind us within an hour and everybody's standing and it's, it's Arizona, it's a desert. So it's freezing before the sun comes up. So you're making that decision of, do I bring a sweatshirt? Do I not? Cause once you get in, you know, bets are off. Yep. And so we're hanging around, we're standing there. People are chanting things. They're doing that, you know, dun, 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 and everybody's doing it. Everybody's kind of drunk, but it was also four in the morning. So, you know, <laughs> how drunk are you getting actually? You'd be surprised, but finally, so we're waiting to go. And one of my buddies on this bachelor party, he, and we know, you know, it's going to get madness, right? Because it is a first come first serve situation in the bird's nest. There are no yep. tickets that you can buy unless you have a box and, None of these plebs have a box. So it's going to be a mad rush to get to this thing. And my buddy and you're feeling nervous, right? Like you're feeling nervous, like before you have to go out and play in like a football game, because it's just all dudes that you've never met before. And you're trying to be like, all right, well, like, what is this going to be? You've never been there. And my buddy behind me goes, hey, you're going to stay with me, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean. But you never think, like, okay, am I like in a situation where I'm in like better shape than most of these people? We'll, see. we'll see,
2: man. We'll see. <laughs> we're, we're gonna
1: see. This is like as close to I hope I ever have to get to an actual like fleeing the scene of somewhere like it's a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> and they drop that gate, and everybody just starts running, and yep. it's still dark.
0: You'll see th- you'll see these videos this week on the broadcast. It is insanity, dude.
1: I'm running and I'm like, now I've torn my ACL already. I've I've had my fair share of injuries and I'm probably 34 at this point in the, yeah, I was about 34 and you're running and it's wet because everything was covered in dew and you're going over a little mound of something and then it's changing and it's not grass anymore, it's sand. And then you're running in this pavement and it's going up and down and you've never been on this thing before. You're running at full speed. My buddy, I lost him immediately. So it's just all... <laughs> running Flex. don't know where we're going either <laughs> i can't see where this fucking thing is so you're sort of trying to find where the people are and where everybody's going and it just i'm following my buddy nick and i was very impressed with his stamina i was like nick you could really run dude <laughs> we got there and it's just you know out of breath gas and you're all kind of looking around and you've already made new friends because all these people are your kind of people. And you're like, yeah, uh, we are the people who can make instant,
0: it. Instant instant sense drunk. of camaraderie. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes.
1: then you all go in and you start drinking together. Yep. And you're still there for like
0: I was nine. gonna say, what's it gonna be three hours until the first tea oh, shot? You'll least, see at least. At least. Yeah.
1: yeah, you're so you're just you know, you're slunging back beers and you're having fun. I will say my friend who you know I left behind in the dust, he made it too. So, you know, it was it was a nice. great time. Um, and then when the golfers get out there, you know, they're, it was interesting because the first guys get out there and everybody gets really quiet and we're all, you know, pretending like we're actually at a golf tournament. And then by the time, like, you know, a couple of guys get in there, you start getting a little louder. You know, somebody yeah. nestles one up real close. Everybody goes nuts. Uh, and then Ricky, got, Ricky comes on. I'm a big Ricky Fowler guy, especially. Yep. the you'll,
0: you'll hear his name again in a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You'll hear him at least twice more than, but, um, Ricky has, you know, everybody gets spied for Ricky, you know, we're all, and he's in the orange and he's got
0: about a 12 Is this the, uh, is this when he passed the crowd up? Big, Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh my God. That's a great moment. It was like, he was at, it was like, he was happy
1: Gilmore, you know? And, uh, yeah. And he ended up winning it that year. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, that is fun. That's that's you described it perfectly. What it's good to hear somebody be in that chaos was when you're looking at all these college kids sprinting, my first thought is like, I'm happy I'm not there, like doing this. Oh, and then my second yeah. thought is like, I wish I could just be transplanted to the front row and and do that. <laughs> I, I've always wondered I what's the, like, what's the bathroom situation like once you're sitting down there?
1: it's not bad it's not great i mean it's not like uh
0: do you know, reclaim like, like, like can you save your seats and like reclaim though or is it like that doggy yeah dog like, get like a in.
1: wrist bracelet or something that lets yeah. you go come in and so and you know everybody's standing around in the bleachers you're all kind of in one big group so it's like all right i'm gonna go and you know someone's gonna kind of hold your spot there's not like specific seats for everybody it's more like a bleacher situation love it
0: yeah love it yeah. Did, I, you stay, love did you stay did you
2: stay there the whole all day you just stayed on six. On yeah. 16. Yeah. Yeah. Once, yeah.
1: yeah. Once you're there, there is some way that like, if you leave you're out and you can't get back in yeah. Maybe there's yeah. bathrooms and the thing. I can't remember. I had a few, um, <laughs> but it's, it was a great time. We stayed there and then you go off that and you go to the Super Bowl, you know? And like, so yep. it was a pretty awesome, like, especially if it's in Arizona, I mean, it is a perfectly timed golf event. I don't understand it. To me, it's what kicks off the golf season and it's a great transition off of, the Super Bowl and the football season, it cures that hangover a little bit. And, you know, like you said, Kev, like, you know, it's appointment television. It's on yeah. Sunday. Um, so yeah, it's a great time. If you ever get a chance to go, I think it's worth even just being around on the course. Um, the women, God bless them. You know, they're out there in these like sundress yep. things. And it, I it's mean, Arizona, I don't know, man, it's Arizona. it's Arizona. It is Arizona. It is Arizona golf. It's a great thing. Um, and it's just a great time.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. That was awesome. Let's uh, I don't want to like even bring it back to like picks, but let's just plow through these and get through because we got to do them. We got to give the people what they want. I'll go have, first. I'll yeah, go yeah. first. Yeah. Uh, the aforementioned Ricky Fowler. I got him in the top 20 uh, positive 230 risking 20 fake dollars on it. Kev. Uh like him in this event like the crowd. He's a crowd favorite. He's been playing decent golf fits his game. Uh so I I like him most like on heart and on head there. So that's my first play. Go I rapid. Like we'll go rapid fire here.
2: Rapid fire. All right. Yeah. I like that. Uh Ricky Ben. Yeah, he's struggling a little bit recently, but this is his spot, man. If it's a, if he's going to come back, it's going to be here. All right. I'm going to go um a round 1 three ball parlay um I'm gonna take Benny on over Maverick McNeely and Will the Thrill Gordon. That's my the first leg, and then the second leg is Adam Hadwin over Ryan Brem and Lee Hodges. Um, I like both of these as individual bets as well. They're both like slight favorites. I saw something like minus one ten, minus one fifteen, something like that. But I, I just think the, those two guys, Benny on and Hadwin, are just much better offers than the the other two guys are going up against. Um, so I'm parlaying those two for fifteen dollars plus two fifty six odds. Um, and that'll be my first play.
0: Who was the second three ball Hadwin over Bram and who else?
1: Uh, Hodges, Lee Hodges. Oh, I
0: got you, got you, sweet. I didn't
1: all even right. know you can make those types of bets in golf. That's amazing. Yep, yeah, they got it's a glori- lot it's glorious there, world, man. Again,
2: especially for this a tournament, like they beef up the all the different like exotics, and so yeah, go just go
1: on DraftKings and, and have some fun. See, and this is where I think golf has such a bright future because of that type of creativity. But Eddie, I mean. Ricky's my guy. I was going to go with him as well. So I'm going to just up the ante on yours. All Ricky right. 10 plus 500. I think uh, you know, this is his this is the man's moment and he lives for this tournament. He he is synonymous to me with this tournament. I think he uh yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll just up the ante a little bit here.
0: Love but, that. I considered him in the top five too, so that's that's a good play. That's I did too. I
1: mean I'm even more glad that you said that. So yeah, <laughs> let's go party, Ricky.
0: Yeah. All right, I love that. Uh I got a I got an outright winner. And uh I'm pretty much on like the exact same guys in like all of my bets, so it's gonna get boring real quick, but I like Cam Young at 35 to one to win. I got him at 10 bucks here. Uh, I was looking, This is a firm and fast course, sort of accentuates driver, accentuates like aggressive ball strikers is something that I read. It's sort of like a cool little term. Uh, and it's one of like sort of the same lean I had with JT last year. Like I just want to be, I want to be first on Cam Young before he comes back in. This feels like a, a course that suits his game, um, especially off the tee and creativity, like around sort of the pin. So I like him there at 35 to one to win outright.
2: All right, uh, my second play, Ed and I were discussing um, pre-podcast things you did not think you would hear uh, a year ago. I'm going to switch it slightly to things you did not think you would hear six months ago, Uh, but I'm going to take in a tournament matchup, Justin Thomas over Scotty Scheffler, Mm. plus 160. Uh, I am aware that Scheffler has won this tournament back-to-back years before this. I don't think he Um, three-peats. I just think... It's hard, obviously, hard to win back to back to back. Um, I've read something too. I think they've been getting a little bit of rain there as well. The possibly lift clean in places and play maybe again. Um, and I think that if that happens, that just kind of. Um... Switches the course setup a little bit from what Scheffler has been used to dominating on these past two years, and I'm all the way back on JT. I think that he is going to have a big year. Um, he would have I fre- He
0: would have freaking chased down Wyndham and got me that win last week if I they know, played. Man. I'm just saying.
2: I know, 100. I would. I was looking. I, I almost did what you did, Ed, and 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 placed a bet on somebody other than Wyndham. So I'm I'm glad yeah. I held off on that. But I'm going to take JT over Scotty full tournament plus 160, uh, twenty five dollars on that.
0: Nice, nice. There- I love that. All, All right,
1: that. I got a question. How can will there be a hole in one have negative odds on both sides of it?
0: It doesn't.
1: It should. You're be not. Out. You're not looking Look at, at it, it <laughs> <DraftKings> <laughs> right now. Will there be a hole in one? Yes is minus one twenty. No is minus one ten.
0: Oh, is that maybe for the full tournament? Like, I think I. I don't know. Like, I think everybody's counting on sixteen, sort of having the tradition. But I know there were hole in one props for every round, and I think it was four to one. Yes, and like. Negative eight hundred, no, or something, but maybe for the full tournament, it's a little more even than that. It's my That's only tough, guess,
2: man. They should give you. They should give if if yes is minus one twenty. Feels like no, a sucker's no, bet, man. No but, should be a no should yeah. be hundred then, right? right? Like they shouldn't yeah. be taking juice right. on I both sides. They
0: just they just want the juice.
2: <laughs> Don't blame them.
0: <laughs> well, you going? I think I I think I
1: should. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um you, go, you going yes? Yeah. Should I go no? No. No. For no. no, no, yes, you know yeah, no. You I, should go. I yes think it's for, gonna happen. I think it's gonna for happen. fun's sake. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I'll put a <laughs> unit on that
0: one. I love that. Uh, that's pretty good. That's that's a, that's a great bet. I wish I'd seen that one. I only saw the days. Um. All right. Top twenty parlay. Uh, a few guys that have already been mentioned. Uh, I got a four leg, um, top twenty parlay. Justin Thomas, Cam Young, Ricky Fowler, Eric Cole, and that's going to be plus. Forty forty nine, 49 so it's $10 to win, I think, 4-15. It ends up being as a payout. But Thomas Young, Fowler, Cole on that. We've already touched on three of those guys. Eric Cole, like, again, when you're looking at, like, a ball striker's course where you're sort of going to need to be aggressive, like, in the approach play, that's sort of his his strength there. little questionable with the driver, which gives me some pause, but, you know, I just liked him sort of as the fourth leg to that parlay to up the odds, and I think he's a pretty safe bet to do that. Ten bucks on that.
2: I like that. Um, okay, my third one is going to be a to make in the spirit of our surviving golf pool is going to be although not this year but in previous historic years to make the cut parlay. This is a um, pre like s- stock one on DraftKings that they have on there, um, so you can find this exact one. But I took JT Post and Eric Cole and Brandon Wu as my three all to make the cut. Um, I just had to relook up the, the odds because I did not four hundred my notes. No,
0: no, I got plus two
2: ten. Oh, to make you- the cut.
0: All right. Nice.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll take four hundred if you got. Yeah, to to that. I
0: saw one with. <laughs> May not be the same one, but I saw one with Brandon Wu as the last leg, and it was four hundred. Okay. So I thought that was it.
2: No, this one's two
0: ten. Um, but I'll take it. Yeah, obviously I
2: posted and Cole. Um, pretty confident in Brandon Wu is a little bit more of a stretch, but I, I think he plays well this week, so I'll go with that. Um, and I also didn't put a dollar amount, but let's go. I'll go fifteen dollars on that.
1: All right, love it. All right. Well then. In the spirit of balancing things, to miss the cut, yes, sir. you meet Jordan Spieth, plus 340. He's wow. a wow I,
0: I like it. it. <laughs> I actually like it a lot. <laughs> I like it.
1: Handle it out there with Ricky.
2: That's a sharp play there. We'll see. He's going he's gonna to rinse it in the water twice. Let's get
1: Brian on the line. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love that. What's your record on this, boys, by the way? Not
0: great not, not, not great it. right don't now. Ask. it was don't it was ask, a rough it was a rough week. It was a rough <laughs> week last week, but like I said, I feel like I got a little jobbed on the on the short round, but it was uh I'll give you the update. Uh, I'm at nine. let me see. Kev is at five sixty seven after those bets are in right now. I'm at seven oh eight after those bets. so I'm sure we're at like mid seven and then mid sixes. So it's been a little rough starting at a thousand units. All right, um, well, it's been a rough little, rough stretch. We're in
2: the, we're in the red, we'll say. Yeah, that.
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, but you know what? Not, gotta, after, not, after, this into the not <laughs> after this week. Not after this week. Not after this <laughs> week. There you go. Um. All right, JT first round leader for me, twenty two like to one. I got ten bucks on that. I we we've hit it at nauseum. I just think he's like all the way back, and he was getting pretty hot uh, on Saturday before the weather got. Out of control. Like I said, I really would have liked his chances uh, if that tournament had gone on. So I I just hope he continues that hot iron play. Um, I like the body language. I like the game. Everything looks like it's sort of like back to being JT.
2: All right. I like that. Okay. I'm gonna go next. My fourth play as a top 40 parlay. This is an Alex DLouise special, just uh cooking it up. I got so,
0: hundred and forty legs,
2: <laughs> I only got seven legs. I couldn't quite get, get oh to Alex's gosh, level, right. but I'm I'm trying to work my way up. Okay, top forty parlay. I got Sam Burns, Min Woo Lee, Benny On, Eric Cole, Adam Hadwin, Justin Thomas, and Max Homa. Uh, hold on,
0: hold on. Adam, okay, yeah, Hadwin, Hadwin, Homa, Cole. But, Thomas? Uh, yep. Sam Burns, Min Wu Lee, Lee. Benny, on, Benny on Eric Cole, Adam Hadwin, Max Hall, Justin Thomas. Correct. Those seven uh, odds. That's seven,
2: right? One, two, yep. three, four, five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, odds are plus plus ten forty-seven, 47. Uh, and I'm going to put $10 on that. All right. It's 1047.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, oh. like I said earlier, you know, don't bet a narrative. So in that spirit, I'm going to get a cross sports wager going. And this one is wild to me. But, you know, I got, I'm on the Chiefs. I'm out there on the record for that. But I can get Christian McCaffrey to score the first touchdown in the Super Bowl. And my man, Jordan Speeth, who's not going to make the cut to lead after day one.
0: Plus, that's that's going to be quite a collapse. (laughs)
2: Okay. (laughs) I believe that actually happened last year, though, in a tournament. where Justin Spieth was tied for the lead and then missed the cut. So we've seen it happen.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with it. You know, it gives me a little bit more balance. You know, I like that. A good start with the Niners. I won't feel so bad if they win it. If that thing hits, ten bucks to win eight hundred and fifty. Wow, I love that nice
2: payday
0: there for you. Yeah. yeah. All
2: right.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> I cooked specific. up. I cooked up a small parlay. I got tournament matchup parlays here. It's three legs. Uh, my first like I got Sung JM over Tom Kim, I got Cam Young over Adam Hadwin and I got Ricky Fowler over Emiliano Grillo. Uh, those three combined are going to be plus 600. I'll put 20 bucks on that.
2: Very nice. Okay. My last one, I like, I'm I'm pretty high on this guy this week. Uh, it's going to be Benny on top 20. Uh plus 130 and I'm going to take that at $50 for my final play.
0: Nice. All right.
1: I got a question. What is this group betting? Is this the actual groups they're going out in? Yeah, Not necessarily, they, but yeah, sometimes. I think
2: they they usually try to do it with like the the pairings, so like who they're going to be paired up with. Although I don't know, I don't think I don't know if those have been released yet.
1: But so okay, I'm gonna go with a group pairing. I guess the group D: Matsuyama, Cole, Hadwin, Scott, and Fowler. Gonna give myself a little balance, and I'm gonna take Cole at plus three twenty. And this I like one's my bet because I've been listening to what you guys have been saying and that's the only reason that you seem All right. to well, we, gonna... we've All been right? on
0: fire this year so far so it's been it's been good. <laughs> I
1: trust you guys to turn it around.
0: Right. I love that. <laughs> well, I appreciate that support. That was a little fun rapid fire uh, rapid fire round there. I, I hate to rush it along but I know we're running uh running at the very top of our podcast limit here. Uh, S. Papa. Our listeners,
2: our listeners only yeah. have a limited attention span, so we gotta, we gotta pump it out.
1: They turn it off after an hour. I don't
0: care what comes next. It's <laughs> good to have Papa back. We've got the father and the son. Now we need the Holy Spirit appearance coming up soon. Uh, again, if you're listening to this and you haven't somehow skipped ahead to the middle part, shops sharpscover.substack.com. Sign up for SJ's prop pool. Sharpscover football.
1: I wasn't sharps able. To, cover I football. messed up the first URL. So sharpscover football Dot podcast, oh dot substack dot com, and uh, yeah, you get all the details there. Or I don't know, the people who listen to this probably know how to reach me anyway, or
0: reach you. You can get in touch with me. Yep, easy enough, easy enough. All right, boys, good time, man. Sj, great to have you back, dude. Guys are the best. Thank you.